Welcome to Invisible Giants, the podcast where we aim to highlight the unsung heroes of Minnesota's unheralded business leaders. You know, the ones you don't hear about every day on LinkedIn. I'm your host, Dietrich Jessen, and we are glad you have joined us for today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about the joys and struggles of being a working mom and how organizations can help alleviate the shortage of working mothers in our community. To talk about this more, we are excited to welcome Mary Kay Zinowitz, founder of Bus Stop Mamas, right here in the Twin Cities. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So before we get started, can you tell us a little more about yourself and kind of your work background, what brought you to the Twin Cities, and and then what you're doing today? Sure, sure. Um, Born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and moved to Minneapolis in 1991, right out of college. Started working in advertising at that time. Worked for a large organization, News Corp, Rupert Murdoch organization, uh, selling coupons, the uh, four-color coupons that you see in the Sunday newspaper. That's what I did. Uh, So I had that job that was like a first job, big-time job, a lot of... uh, traveling involved in that job, things that I never did before. Lived in New York for a little bit for that uh, particular organization. Um, Then I stayed in advertising for a while and ended up in legal. Uh, It was a uh, interesting switch for me. Thought I would go to law school. Decided not to go to law school. Learned about legal marketing and started working as a legal marketer for a local uh, law firm and did that for many years and uh, moved up eventually becoming chief marketing officer at a law firm in town and then I started Bus Stop Mamas uh, probably about 10 years after I left legal started my own consulting firm and then started Bus Stop Mamas. Nice and what was it what was the switch going from the legal career to the consulting career, and then what was kind of the aha moment to start Bus Stop Mamas? Sure, sure. Okay, so I had my baby in 2006, one of the best days of my life. I'm happy to say it was an amazing, amazing experience that I'm still every day pinching myself that I'm a mom. Never thought I'd be a mom, so I was furthest removed, in my opinion, of ever becoming a mom, and uh, was blessed with a baby in 2006. So at that time, my husband was a stay-at-home dad. We decided one of us was going to stay at home, and uh, it made most sense for my husband to stay at home than me. I was a career uh, uh, professional and uh, wanted to stay in my uh, job. So my husband stayed home with our daughter for the first 10 years of her life, and then similar to many parents, he was starting to feel uh, like sad. He was feeling like he wanted to contribute to the household income, wanted to be around adults, and wanted to exercise his other talents. So he went back to work, and I brought my business in-house. So then I was able to stand out at the bus stop for the first time since being a mom with all these other amazing women. And we were all standing out there waving to our babies as they were going off to school. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's all this amazing talent right here. And uh, these women all felt very similar to my husband. My husband was, like I said, kind of sad and feeling like he wanted to contribute more. Not that he didn't love staying at home with our daughter. He did. 
but we're multidimensional people, just like I long to be home and waving at the bus stop when I wasn't. Uh, we all want to contribute in a lot of different ways and not just one-dimensionally. So in any event, I um, thought, gosh, I have to find this mom a great job. And I started thinking about it, and then I started going to workforce conferences that were in town, sponsored by DEED, the Department of Economic Development, and the Minnesota Chamber. And I learned from listening to economists that there was this uh, steep workforce deficit, 7.6 million jobs, in fact, uh, needed to be filled and not enough people were looking for them and and in their opinion this was a huge uh, disaster by 2020 it would be armageddon so um i thought gosh i've got the i've got a great idea i'm going to go to businesses now and tell businesses i've got the solution you need and i went to the businesses and said hey i've got i've got great talent and they said sorry we've got plenty of people Plenty of people in the pipeline. We don't really need your moms. In fact, we're laying people off. Now, this was three years ago. Fast forward to today. Uh, December of last year, I realized that the market conditions were just prime. Uh, a lot of forces have ch been changing along the way, and um, I knew that the need caught up to the businesses. So I said to my daughter, uh, I want to do bus stop mamas, but I don't think I have the resources to do it. I don't think I'm going to move it forward. And she said, and my daughter was 12 at the time, and she said, Mama, what do you need today? And I said, I need a website. And she said, I can do it, Mama. So an hour later, uh, bus stop mamas was born. I had a website, the same website that I have today, and Lily made bus stop mom is possible <laughs> that's really cool um there's people that are listening right now that that obviously kind of kind of heard what you just talked about but on a high level can you explain w exactly what bus stop mamas is and what what communities it serves sure okay so you're probably wondering what's a bus stop mama right a bus stop mama is a mom who's available to work during bus stop hours uh, we have in our network over 400 moms currently, and we talk about our network like this. We have, um, if you think about the bus stop, pre-bus, bus stop, and post-bus moms. So moms who have newborns and toddlers available to work 2 to 25 hours a week, bus stop moms who are available during bus stop hours, and post-bus moms, moms who are like me. I've got a 13-year-old now, and my daughter doesn't need me when she gets off the bus. In fact, she doesn't need me in the summer. This summer, I was able to kiss her on the head and just leave her all day long. It was really liberating, and that's an important point because what we do at Bus Stop Mamas is we understand that throughout the life cycle of our children, the, how they need us changes. And we don't talk to that in the business world right now. So we're bringing that conversation to surface to say, you know, our children need us. All moms love their babies. All moms love their babies more than their job. Um, all of us would pick our children before our job, men and women. So uh, that's uh, kind of the idea of bus stop mamas. People have asked me why bus stop mamas. So a couple things. 43% of women leave their job after their first baby is born. That's why we're bus stop mamas and not bus stop parents yet. 
maybe it will change. We are changing, but right now it's 43% of women leave. Uh, that's an important data point. Uh, we're called bus stop mamas because we're moms first. And that's important in going into the workforce because moms traditionally get a bad rap in the business space. So we're saying we're moms first and we're not embarrassed to say it. Many women like me grew up thinking that it wasn't appropriate to talk about being a mom in the workplace, wasn't appropriate to talk about being a mom in an interview. Uh, we knew that we couldn't go and can't go on interviews pregnant. These are some of the issues that moms deal with regularly that our male counterparts don't. So it's important right now for us to be bus stop mamas. So we opened this untapped talent pool of stay-at-home moms for the most part. Uh, most of our uh, pool of women are stay-at-home moms. But soon after we opened our doors, we started getting calls from women who are presently working, women who are in high-level positions at Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. And these women said to us, what do you have for me? I can't take this anymore. So we started matching those moms with work that fit within the life cycle of their children and were wild, wildly received by these small and mid-sized companies because here is this superstar uh, woman who was uh, uh, groomed and trained by these top organizations and now they're available to this company. So we provide businesses access to the top talent that's easy to get to, it's uh, cost-effective, uh, all for the price of flexibility. So what businesses need to do to get into Bus Stop Mama's talent pool is to offer flexible positions that work within the life cycle of the family of the moms. Yeah, you, you, you bring up a really good point. First of all, Bus Stop Mama's is a, is a really cool concept. I've, I've really grown to, to be fascinated by it since we first met. Um, and, um, you know, you talk about flexibility, which is something that's, that's also of interest to many other people in the workforce, not just moms, right? But how do you kind of see this correlation between the need for flexibility um, uh, of a working mom and also the, the growing trend of, of flexible working opportunities and flexible working locations um, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they go hand in hand. You know, the 21st century model of work is changing. Uh, it's time for it to change. It is an archaic model that doesn't apply to families today, to anyone today, as you point out. Uh, we at Bus Stop Mamas, we focus on the family piece because we think it's really critical. We believe that we're at a critical time in our um, history because for the first time ever, we have more women than men graduating from college. Think about that for a minute. That's never happened before. What does that mean when more women than men are graduating from college and we have a workforce deficit? We need every single person out there working, men and women. We need them all in the workforce. So how is this going to impact us as business owners? That means we need to really figure out how we're going to fit 
different types of preferences into our model. As for family, it's a big deal. All men and all women, we love our babies more than our jobs. I like to say that there is not one CEO on the face of this planet who would say out loud, I put my business before my family. But that's how we operate. And that's how our business world operates. So to your question, how is the workforce changing in the 21st century? It's time for change. We're asking to put our values where we work. Yeah, and, and how do you see, um, you know, tying bus stop mamas into all of this um, and and this need for change and, and progression with, with how we work? Um, how do you see bus stop mamas kind of having their foot in the ground for that movement? How do you see the evangelization of that uh, of that movement happening through the lens of your organization? Oh, well, well, you just opened up like one of my favorite things that I try not to talk about when I'm talking about bus stop mamas, because what we primarily do is open this p- talent pool of women who are available to work, highly skilled, are not currently in the, the marketplace looking for work. So f- from an employer's perspective, that pool is golden. And we've been told our pool is just exceptional talent. Um, to your question, how do I see this changing things? Well, there's so many elements to that. Uh, I'll start with last week we placed a doctor, we placed a chemist, we placed an administrative assistant, and we placed a gardener all in one day. And you might think that's amazing, but really what the amazing thing is is when you look at the credentials of these moms, they were all very similar. That means from the doctor to the gardener, their credentials weren't that different. They just had different preferences and Ex- what they needed to do at this point in their life. Exactly. So how is that changing things? That's, that's changing things by forcing employers to, say, to take a different look at who they're hiring. We have these weird hiring practices. When we first started placing uh, moms and bus stop mamas, I heard from an employer, I can't hire this mom for $25 an hour. She's worth 200 And I said to the employer, hey, this is what she wants right now. Don't judge her. We, we are in, uh, uh, we all judge and we all have perceptions of mom. Okay, so that's one, one piece that we're, we're really um, taking head on saying, all right, we don't, so at Bus Stop Mamas, we don't collect resumes, we don't do background checks, we directly connect moms with the employer. So there's no uh, resume getting in the way of judging that candidate. Um, number two, how do I see it changing? Now that's the, the big, big uh, thing is um, I see so many changes with uh, women having babies in the workplace. Uh, how is that going to change our conditions in, in the business world? Well, we need to accommodate for babies. We need to accommodate for women talking about having babies. I want to give you this illustration that a friend of mine gave to me, a friend who doesn't have children, a female executive, standing in her office, 
two of her colleagues, male colleagues, were standing at the water cooler, and one was saying, oh, yeah, I've got five kids. I love them, and great guy, and talking about how much he loves his family. The other guy said, oh, I've got three kids and another on the way. I'm so excited. And then she stood there, she said, and thought, no matter what I say, I lose. If I say, I'm never going to have kids, I don't want kids, then I'm perceived one way by these men. If I say, I plan on having five kids too, then there's a perception there. I see you smiling a little bit, Dietrich. You get this. Know, yeah. uh, it is, uh, it's a double standard that we as women live with uh, in the workplace. We've accommodated it. Uh, we, I believe we can't continue to do that. I believe we can't continue to do that because we have a people deficit. No workforce means we're not having enough people. Our replacement rate in the United States is 1.7. It needs to be 2.3 for us to be a viable economy. It's predicted that that is going to go down, that number, because women are graduating from college in equal numbers and more to men. Women are not stupid. They're graduating with a lot of college debt, and they know children are expensive. They also know that as soon as they have a baby, their earning potential is marginalized. That's a big problem. That's a big problem for us as a global economy. But it's important to businesses to understand that, you know, women are the ones making the people here. If we want people, we need to accommodate mom in the workplace. That's a big deal. Yeah. And it's, you know, this, it's, it's not only is this a startup organization, right? But it's also a cause too. I mean, it's a, it's a, it is, it is pushing for, for things to change and to kind of, to kind of shake it up if you will. But that's, that's a good thing. And, and I'm curious too, um, to kind of give us an idea of scale of how your, how your organization has evolved. Um, how, how many moms have you placed and, you know, kind of how have you grown into that number? Okay. Um, so yes, it is a, a movement. A nine to three movement is one of our movements, and that is encouraging employers to take a look at moms. Uh, how we have grown. So we have placed uh, a little over forty-five moms so far since we launched January of this year. We've worked with about fifty companies, maybe fifty-five companies. Um, Revenue-wise, we're generating revenue. Uh, we've been working out our mo model. So the first uh, half of the year, we didn't charge at all for our services. Then we started with examining how to best uh, charge. Uh, we were doing a 10% annualized uh, fee for our placements, and we realized that that was a little too cumbersome for everybody, especially us as we grow because we're becoming more and more automated. We're working on our automation right now and developing our software to take us national. So we're planning a national rollout for 2020. We're postured to do that. We're um, currently hiring a CTO to come on board and uh, take us to the next level that we need to be to roll out nationally. We know our model works. We've moved to a flat fee for all of our offerings 
we do things called a fast cash gig that immediately connects moms with work. And we have a a fee for that. And we have a fee for temporary placement, part-time placement, and full-time placement. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm I'm excited to see you grow further. I didn't I didn't actually know about the national rollout, so that's uh, that's news to me. But thanks. congratulations, thanks. That's, that's exciting. It's very exciting. Okay, I'm going to ask a question that I I don't know I don't think I know the answer to it, but I'm just curious um, because I too am am interested in this entire movement, like you know, because we talked about this right. previously. But um, has anyone asked you? Okay, well, what about the dads? Yeah. You know, and what's your response to that? I'm just curious. Uh, well, as I mentioned, my husband was a stay-at-home dad. Uh, my answer to it is 43% of women leave the workforce after their first baby is born. We don't exclude men. We have about uh, seven men in our network right now, uh, but we're called Bus Stop Mamas, and we're not going to change the name until that 43% changes. When it becomes a little bit more equal, and, you know, parent equality is really what we're fighting for. This is less of, um, you know, a exclusive mom movement. We're saying, you know, this is a parent movement, but it begins with mom because it's, we have some implicit bias against us as mom, as I illustrated, that um, we live with daily. So men are welcome. That's cool. Yeah, I was just curious because I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you've gotten that question before, but then it's important to remember why your organization exists, right? And so, yeah. so that that statistic kind of kind of backs that up completely. I'm I'm curious um, as we kind of wrap up this portion here. Um, there there might be someone listening out there that is interested in in this kind of arrangement, in this kind of in this kind of work, and interested in being a part of your organization. How can how can someone get involved or learn more about how they can um, find a job through Bus Stop Mamas? Okay, it's really simple. Just go to our website if you're a mom. It's a very simple process. You just answer a couple questions. We make it intentionally uh, easy uh, for moms to just sign up. Every Tuesday, we post our jobs to our network. So every Tuesday, we send out new jobs that are exclusive to Bus Stop Mamas. And what I mean by that is you'll only find them on Bus Stop Mamas. And these are flexible jobs designed for our network. Uh, For businesses, if you have uh, talent need, please go to our website. It's a super simple process. You just fill out a little form, and you only get charged once you extend an offer for hire and somebody accepts it. At that point, we charge you, and our, our fees are way below any of our competition that might be out there. So I encourage you all to go to our website, which is busstopmamas.com and join the network and tell your friends. Yeah, well, cool. Well, I'm so excited we got to talk today. This was, this was a lot of fun. Okay, so now we're going to move into the next part of our show, which is always fun. It's, um, it's where we play a little bit of trivia. Um, and so how it'll work is I'm going to ask you three questions. Um, and for each question that you get right, um, we will make a donation to a local nonprofit, House of Charity, um, and they help people that are experiencing homelessness achieve independence, um, and they have a location in downtown Minneapolis. So, Number one, Hollywood star Ryan Gosling is among the celebrities 
along with generations of miners, farmers, and factory workers who have been spotted wearing what brand of Minnesota-made shoes? Oh, um, Red Wing. Yes, Red Wing boots. You're right. (laughs) I need to buy a pair of those. Everyone seems to have one. They are super sweet. My (laughs) husband has them. I love them on him. I'll have to go look at them. All right, number two. The United Auto Workers said nearly 50,000 of its members would strike against which automaker? General Motors. That's right. I didn't have to finish the entire question. (laughs) All right, and last one. Um, 100 million pounds of what Minnesota-made lunch meat were shipped to Allied troops during World War II? Spam. Yes, down in Austin, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, you got all three right. You didn't even hesitate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that was fun. Thanks for playing. Oh, thanks and for I'm, making the question so easy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm super excited that you were able to talk with us today. And I really think that um, you know your organization, you know, not only um, is is sparking a movement and is accelerating a movement, but is also creating opportunities for many many moms. A lot of which I'm starting to get to know because I'm, I'm getting a little older. And, and so this is very, <laughs> it's very relevant to, to a lot of people. And so I really appreciate the work that you're doing. And I really want to thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is a, a big treat. I feel like a celebrity today. So thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, th- thanks again. Thanks again. Keeping moms involved in the workplace is more important today than it has ever been, and Bus Stop Mamas is doing their part to ensure this takes place. From inception to their current state of operations, they are leveraging the skill sets of many mothers across the metro area to help fill market needs. For more information on how to be involved with Bus Stop Mamas, you can visit them online at www.busstopmamas.com. Thanks for stopping in with us today. For more information about these podcasts or to learn more about the organization behind them, visit us online at www.troust.com. I'm your host, Dietrich Jessen, and we look forward to welcoming you back to our next episode of Invisible Giants. Cheers. <laughs>